2: EaseWellness.com for the CBD, Ease.com, and as always, the promo code ham.
0: Yep, guy, and it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase, over $50, free delivery. Well, I, I think we're both suckers, right, for a good, like, swear word in a quote from a scout or a coach about a
2: guy. So one of mine we already said, which was just the Andy Dalton, he's a Tier 3 quarterback 365 days a year. I thought that was a great line. I loved, and I don't want to steal this one because you tweeted it, and that's why I initially saw it, and you've already kind of mentioned it, but the Tom Brady quote, like Steph Curry, one exact – you can try and find something on Brady, but he's just like Steph Curry. The first quarter might look like crap, but you'd better have a big lead because when it comes to nut-cutting time, he's going to make it happen. I just, nut-cutting time gets me every time. Um, so I thought that was a great one. Uh, I, maybe I made I up had, the Roethlisberger one. I can't find it. The other one I liked was the coach who is, like, begrudgingly putting Drew Brees on Tier 1. That, that one killed me. Drew can carry his team in those pure passing situations, the head coach said. He's limited in certain throws he has to make in rhythm now, but I think you can still give him a 1. The, oh, the, the, that's cool! A good courtesy one for Drew Brees, who's still an MVP candidate. Agree? <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, this is a pretty good one for Rodgers. You know, guys like Rodgers get put on a pedestal so high that it's hard for the coach to keep up. And I was like, that's a pretty good quote, right? Once a, once a player becomes Rodgers or LeBron, the coach kind of takes the brunt of it. But someone has to tell him, listen. If you do this again, I'm gonna kick you right in the balls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who who said that? What was the? Did they have a title?
0: Uh, A coach, but then a different coach had a different message for Rodgers. Please come to my team. (laughs) That's all he said. Basically, like you can talk, you can talk shit about him all you want. We'll take him.
2: There were two Mahomes ones I absolutely loved. One. You play. This is a former head coach, and this quote sounds like a former head coach. You play for Andy Reid, you're going to have numbers to the point where what's-his-name thinks he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Called Donovan McNabb, what's-his-name. I thought that was a great quote. And then the other one was, and this is kind of, this is like not funny, this is big, kind of just how people think, and this applies to Derek. Mahomes hasn't been scarred yet, so he doesn't give a fuck, a head coach said that won't change until he throws one of those across the field balls for a pick in the AFC championship game or he goes multiple years without a playoff success like Peyton did for a while that's I think that's an insightful quote that's a head coach said that Uh,
0: the one thing that I think is a little different than Favre and there was something went viral about Favre the other day he didn't know what nickel the nickel defender like just your third corner it was you know one thing that's bared out over time. It's like I don't think Favre was dumb. I just think he was kind of like from southern Mississippi. There's just a huge learning curve and at the same time he was partying a lot. Mahomes is a really smart guy. Mahomes is not like this backwoods guy from southern Mississippi. This guy's been around in pro sports for a long time. Like I think he comes in pretty equipped, just ready to roll. And he's got the perfect coach for him. Like when you if you ask Andy about Favre, they were always like him and Holmgren and Marty and Gruden and all those guys are always trying to corral him. Like, that's not the issue right. with Mahomes. It's like, if anything, we're like, God, can we just keep giving him more? Is this really this easy? So I, I think it's a little bit different animal than Favre upstairs at the same age. Where the skill set, I do think, is the closest. Like, he can just do things that no one else is doing. But yeah, you know, I, I think the most telling thing with Mahomes on the playoff stuff is... There is some urgency on them winning because one he wasn't a rookie quarterback last year. So his clock's already this, he's going into year 3. Now he's got a 5-year contract cuz I got news for you they're going to pick up the 5th year option on him. Uh, so you probably got this year and then next before you probably have to pay him to go into the 5th year and buy what do you think it is in 2 years? What's Mahomes a if he let's say he wins a Super Bowl in the next 2 years? Average $38 million 35? a year? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. going to be high. So I think the time's kind of now. Then your team just looks different. I would imagine though, Vichy, Andy, they would be like, "Well, when we get to the point where we got to pay him big cash, we're gonna feel pretty good about him being able to rise to the level of other players. So we're not that worried yeah. about him." Well, uh, I, I it's I, I I was so impressed last year in that playoff game when it looked like God, Mahomes is gonna get shut out in this game against the Patriots. Like welcome to the NFL. They were down fourteen nothing at home and they came out just guns blazing. Like, God, this guy, when you talk about mentally tough, hitting some adversity, how many young players in their first year as a starter, in a AFC Championship game at home against the dynasty, like the equivalent of Walsh or Jordan or fucking Yankees, like you are playing the team, and they are just dominating you, and it just looks like 14-0 at half, but it felt like it was 30 to nothing, and you just come out, don't worry, we got this. Like, to me, that's a moment where you're like, we got something here. Like, obviously, you know you got something there, but it was like we got something special here, because that's usually where guys crumble. It's like, and I think we all would have given him the benefit of the doubt if he had a ten for thirty-five game with two picks against the Patriots and they lost twenty-eight to three. You'd be like, well, welcome to the league. Young is that fella.
2: is that how you felt when Sanchez beat New England on the no, road? Because
0: it's, because it just didn't look the same. They, they won. He had three touchdowns,
2: no picks. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean that was a good win no, for Sanchez. No, CHS. I know. I, I, yeah, I know. Here's a good one. No, it's a I good call. call, and it's why. Oh, go ahead. You finish because I was gonna just going to say. Here's I want to give you before I want to get you. I just wanted to read this one quote, and then I want some more from you. But it's Mahomes related. It's about luck. A personnel director. This is in the luck category. Said Mahomes and Luck are going to be battling for that mantle in the future because Luck is special. I think Brady is number one right now. So with the guy saying it's going to be once Brady's not number one, it'll be he's he's betting on Luck to come back form and get become kind of what we think he could have been could be and Mahomes to be right there with him
0: this is on uh Rivers we played him this season so I've been watching him and he is just a conductor a defensive assistant said if you are a poor poker player and he has any sense of what you are he knows what to do so it is all about disguise you have to fuck with him pre-snap or he will pick you apart some would like to even see Rivers In the biggest games. Don't get me wrong. I hate playing against the fucker, but I have him right there with Roethlisberger, just an inch below the top guys, the defensive coordinator said. The Chargers made the playoffs last year, but it's almost like they're stuck right there. Like, yeah, they're a good Mm -hmm. team, but they're never going to be in a championship game and never going to be in the Super Bowl. And in fairness to that guy, the only way to me they have a chance to make it to the big game is they got to play at the Home Depot Center. Just because the weather. Because you look at the teams they would have to beat in big games in, in January. Have to go to Kansas City. Have to go to New England. Have to go to Pittsburgh. He's probably just not going to win that game in a 10-degree situation. Now, if you say, one game I do think he could win in Indy in the Dome. like I or, or in Houston in a Dome. Like a second-round playoff game. I think he could win that. Well, I think he would struggle to win the game just because of his physical limitations in Rivers is just like could you see him winning an AFC championship game in New England or in Kansas City? That That's hard for me. Now, no. can you close your eyes and picture him doing it at the Home Depot Center? No, but I, you would say well, if it's 78 degrees
2: mid-January day you'd have a
0: chance, Right.
2: Yeah, I just – all I see when I close my eyes on that, John, is, is a late throw to the sideline pick six. I agree.
0: You, yeah, know is,
2: I, you know what coaches – You another theme yeah, of this, whenever wow. you see a
0: coach talking, they're always like like on luck or is a GM. They, they, people love taking a little credit away from the player. You know Shanahan does a great job. Yeah, Frank Reich, he schemes them up. Yeah, you know, anytime you get Belichick, they love giving the coach
2: a lot of credit. Well, here's a great example. Let me give you a good example of that. That This does not even sound like that, but it is. This is Russell Wilson, an offensive coach. Yeah, I was going to go remember, look for him. Okay, here we go. You'll like this one. I remember seeing Wilson coming out of college and thinking, man, this guy's not going to be able to drop back from under center. But I was a young coach not realizing, hey, dumbass, you get to construct your offense around your players' strengths. So that guy's saying, like, I'm in it, he's like it's like being very self critical, but he's also saying, like, oh, you just he doesn't do some stuff well, so you as a coach just become smart enough to be the genius that gets the most out of him, which is actually fair.
0: A veteran coach said, This is about Russell too, this is pretty good. He is playing with his hands tied a little bit, meaning I think that the offense they run run heavy. But I think he is going to find a way to win. It's the way I've always thought about him. He did this against us. He just keeps making throws. He was the difference in the game, really. Like I've never watched a Russell Wilson game, especially when they win, and not think, like, this guy's just going to make the play. I, I think his greatest attribute and that quote on Brady with Steph Curry, I think Russ fits this probably the second best. No player in the NFL. Probably maybe even more than Brady. Like, how often does Brady truly just suck for, like, the first three quarters? Like, maybe once a year. <laughs> like, he doesn't have that many. Usually... You can tell, like, oh, Tom's on. And that, that feels like 12 of his 16 games. Mm-hmm. And you, when do you ever watch a Monday night football game, a Sunday night football game, a Thursday night football game, a playoff game? The big game for Tom where he's just lost. Russell is much more the opposite where you're just like, God, Seahawks look terrible. And then, boom, halfway through the third quarter, big, big throw, big throw, touchdown. They get the ball again, big throw, big throw, touchdown. All of a sudden, big throw, big throw, touchdown. They were down 20 points. Now they're up a point. You're like, what the fuck? He is, to me, he's the closest thing to Steph Curry. When you're like, what is – does he even want to play today? And then it's just boom. And he is as remarkable to me of a player as I've ever watched in the NFL of just a flip switch and he becomes – you're just like, am I watching the best player I've ever seen? Right. I I, I have – when I see slander on Russell Wilson, I get triggered. And maybe we're biased because we, we watch so much out here on the West Coast, the NFC West in general. I've seen, I have seen, feel like I've seen so many of his games. And, and to me, he has a lot of those against like the Niners, where it's just like, whatever, the Niners are shitty the last like three or four years. And he's just kind of going through the motions. And they're like, God, are the Seahawks going to lose this game? And he just, no, they're not. Because <laughs> he's going to throw the entire franchise on his back. And I think part of it, what makes him special, different than a lot of these other guys, like Derek and Jimmy and Mitch Trubisky, those guys are viewed as smaller end quarterbacks because they're 6'2". This guy is tiny. (laughs) So when you watch him, he legitimately looks way smaller than every player on the field where it makes it kind of cool to watch. I think there's an element of that to him which I, I think he's as entertaining of an NFL player any position as i've ever watched like you just say hey you get to watch. if you could watch russell wilson today just entertain you i'm like i'm in yeah. that's why i love primetime games with seattle just because he him i think there's an element of the warriors that way with steph it's just yeah when he brings it it's you've never seen anything quite like it
2: yeah his bright lights are the bright lights are well worth it for him
0: yeah, like to me, LeBron is like a Brady or a Rodgers, even in his prime. Like, when he was on, it was as remarkable of anything as I've ever seen. But he is, at the end of the day, 6'8, Like, he looks like an NBA player, right? Like, Brady looks like what an NFL quarterback's supposed to look like. You know, he did, he's not like an outlier physically. And that's where I always think that, like, outlier physically's, when they're great, are just so awesome. Like, that's, I think, what makes Aaron Donald. You're like, God, this guy's six feet tall. And he's shredded like a like a linebacker. Yet he's the most dominant defensive tackle we've ever seen. Like how's this even possible? You know, when you walk out to Niners practice, like I get why DeForest Buckner's good. I mean he's six, seven, 300 pounds. If you walk by Aaron Donald, he's not that much taller than you guy. I mean seriously. Think about that. That's what I think what makes him this ultimate outlier player ever. It's like, how does this guy, when's the, when we have a defensive tackle that looks like this? And he's unblockable.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter.